0: Welcome to Relational Skills in Real Life, a Thrive Today podcast where we share everyday stories of encouragement and transformation from people using relational skills in their lives. Spend time with us and be inspired by real life examples of how we use relational skills to strengthen and repair our relational connections. We're so glad you're here. Hello, friends. Chris Corsi here, president of Thrive Today, and I want to welcome you to the Relational Skills in Real Life podcast. Friends, today's focus is an introduction to emotional maturity and how maturity protects what matters most. That's right. How maturity protects what matters most. You see, maturity is an unexpected solution to pain and problems in your life that just can't seem to go away, just can't seem to Live life in the way that you desire, with joy, peace, with resiliency, with flexibility, with patience and understanding. You see, maturity ultimately protects what matters most, and maturity is one of the three pillars the life model talks about. Why we all need a multi-generational community to grow maturity, to become fully alive with each age and stage of our lives. The other two pillars would be relational brain skills and living in the manual lifestyle. We've talked about these topics before, but today we're just going to really land on the maturity piece because maturity not only protects what matters most, but it helps us to live according to our faith and our, our values. And what happens with maturity is we are able to be a source of life, to be stable, to be secure, to be able to help. Pass on the good stuff to other people. And even as parents, raise our children to develop maturity in their life. So parents, leaders, this is a really important topic because ultimately we can only pass on what we've received. And so maturity is a combination of receiving the good stuff so that we have something to give. And when maturity is missing, what happens is we tend to do things out of fear and we try to give what we don't have. And this is usually where we see blow ups. We will see leadership train wrecks or we'll see parents who are stunting the growth of their children in some painful way. So parents and leaders, when we grow maturity, we have more life to give, more resiliency uh, to suffer well and to be able to persevere in, in hardship to stay relational and protective as shepherds who love the flock. Friends, I used to spend a lot of my time leading weekend maturity retreats for communities and and leadership teams. And basically what I would do is I would take people through the six life stages of maturity that the life model talks about. We would unpack uh, the needs for each stage of life and the tasks for each stage of life as well as doing interactive exercises so that people could practice what they're learning. And in these weekends, people would identify their maturity as well as some of the next steps in their growth. They would be able to identify the maturity of other people. They would learn how to help people identify their maturity. And they would identify hindrances that are stunting their growth. Needless to say, these were meaningful weekends, both for the community who's just developing the language as well as for leadership teams. And, you know, what is maturity? And how do I grow maturity and foster an environment where my team can grow maturity? Because let's face it, when maturity is missing, the ice is thin and you can't put a whole lot of weight on those areas where the ice is thin or you're going to plunge through and things are not going to go well. So I can specifically remember one time leading a maturity retreat with a group. And as the retreat went on, I started to interact with one of the pastors, and this pastor was realizing he did not have the maturity for what he was trying to do. And this concerned him, but it also gave him some hope because finally he had a language. He had, in a sense, a roadmap for why he was stuck, why his family was suffering, and why his ministry was suffering. Simply, he did not have the maturity. The ice was thin where he needed thicker ice. And he kept falling through relationally, emotionally, mentally, and even spiritually. So the motivation was high. And as the retreat went on, the the leadership team started to realize they are putting too much weight on this pastor. Pastor doesn't have the maturity for what they're expecting and even what the pastor is expecting of himself. And this pastor's family was under a lot of strain. The, The children were acting out in painful ways. The pastor's marriage was on the rocks. Things were not going well. And so for the first time, this group had some understanding as to why this is happening. And they had a lens uh, to be able to say, hey, what can we do? Like, what can we do here? We're creating more problems. And this this doesn't reflect what we value. Like, we want to invest in our shepherd. We believe in this man. We believe he's called to lead us. But it's obvious that he needs some support. Fear was running his life, running his relationships, running his decision. He ended up um, recognizing he was a people pleaser who often overcommitted, and he left his family feeling neglected. So as you can imagine, children were not having warm, fuzzy feelings about God because they perceived God as this man's boss who's just pulling him away from them. And so their needs aren't met. And then the constituents in the community, they're feeling frustrated with the pastor because the pastor's overcommitting and not able to follow through. And the leadership team's frustrated because they can't rely on this this pastor because he's just stretched too thin. So thankfully, this church valued relational leadership. So they raised the funds for this man to take a year off. That's right, a year off. And they supported him and his family. while this pastor took the time to focus on his healing and his journey and his maturity. So the community came around him. They had the language and the understanding to to look at, hey, there's some work that needs to be done here. Our expectations need to be updated and this man needs support and his family needs support. So with the time off, he had the opportunity to get the support that he needed. He had time with his family, working on some healing and Some ministry and counseling issues that were there, Um, the leadership team started to help him connect with with other people who could, um, trusted people that he could count on to practice some of these um, maturity steps as well as relational skills so that he could grow those missing skills and develop greater capacity to suffer well and stay himself so he's getting rocks out of his shoe because trauma stunts our maturity. So part of growing trauma, growing maturity is addressing the trauma that hinders our growth. And he was starting to grow the good stuff in this relational garden so that he could be the person that God created him to be. And actually, it was really helpful because the community and the leaders now had a lens of what was reasonably reasonable to expect from this pastor. They had uh expectations were too too high on him, and maturity was just too low. So they met in the middle. And over time, as the pastor started growing maturity, the expectations changed, responsibilities adjusted according to his capacity. So that was what a that was beautiful to see kind of from the outside uh, consulting with this group. They were adjusting expectations to match his capacity and his maturity. In other words, how much weight can you reasonably carry? Um, That's not going to be too much for you and your family. This was beautiful, friends. Like I got to see this play out. And eventually after that year, that pastor was restored again with with clearer expectations and reasonable responsibilities that matched the needs of the church, but also matched his capacity and his maturity. And they raised up the resources uh, to help carry some of the weight. So it wasn't all on him. What a beautiful example. And this pastor is thriving today because he took the opportunity with the support of an amazing uh, community to grow his maturity, to heal some of the wounds that's there, and to be able to invest in his family as well. So, he started to give life um, in the ways that he was able to give life. So, friends, maturity is our opportunity to strengthen areas of weakness and vulnerability. All of us have missing maturity in fact Jim Wilder would say about 3 quarters of men are stuck at infant maturity and 3 quarters of women are stuck at child maturity so we're all stuck in some ways we often grow maturity with what our family and eventually our community has to give us and we have to do something very purposely to outgrow the maturity of our family otherwise our family can only pass on the what they have to give and so we have to find those resources and remove the rocks in our shoes, so to speak, to grow maturity. So we get healing where healing is needed, and we change our motivations from fear to joy and love. And we start to grow our maturity so that we are filling potholes that we keep bottoming out on, and we're starting to grow more life that we can share with others and more joy that we can give to our children and our families and those that we love and we serve. So while the example is really looking at it from that pastor's perspective, the main beneficiaries of this growth was his family. This move preserved what matters most to him and helped to leave a more relational legacy for his kids and his wife. His marriage improved and the kids' joy increased over time because they now had a father who was there to listen and pay attention and connect with them. And the marriage improved over time because they were able to Resolve some of the pain, but they were able to work through those hard things. And he was able to take responsibility for the pain that he caused his family and return to joy. And so it took time. This is not uh, a quick fix. Maturity is like growing a garden, it takes time for those roots to dig deeper and it takes time for fruit to grow on those trees. But the good news is, as we address our maturity, good things will grow. And that is good news. So uh, where do we go from here? Well, I have a couple of thoughts on that. So one of the things I recommend if you haven't read it yet, Living from the Heart Jesus Gave You, there's an overview on maturity. There's an entire chapter. There's charts, really helpful information. Um, Great place to start. Uh, Marcus Warner and I talk about maturity and the four habits of joy-filled people. That's another good resource with um, some good information there. Jim Wilder is working on an updated version of Living With Men. There will be a series coming out uh, eventually on that. So we're going to have an excellent resource there that Jim is updating. Um, and journey groups, our partner ministries, Alive and Well, uh, Amy Glazer and friends um, use journey groups to help people connect. So this is another way that you can start connecting with people. If you don't have a small group or a community, you can you can do that online. But you know what? At Thrive Training, we also help people learn the skill to identify maturity and help people identify maturity in under five minutes and identify next steps. So lots of good options here. You can find links with this episode, but may this be the start of something good for you as you start to go down this road of learning about maturity and growing more maturity in your life and in your family. Thank you for listening. Check the description of this episode for specific resources and visit us at thrivetoday.org anytime. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. We look forward to seeing you next time.